Welcome, welcome, welcome to Small Worlds Podcast. I'm Corey O'Flanagan. And I am Leanne Davidson. And we're back. Finally. We're better than ever. We took a bit of a break. But, you know, I'm sure you all needed the break from us as well. So. I'd say deserved, but I don't want to lie. Um, we are really excited to be back. We're going to be back doing this every couple weeks with you guys. And um, to start off with, we are going to um, just put out a little episode that is the tables have been turned they have indeed so for you avid fans and listeners out there you may remember back when we were first beginning we interviewed the world wanderers and like Corey said the tables have turned and we became the interviewees for that podcast so it could be a little bit fun to have us on the other side for you all have a listen. We go over quite a bit of stuff, um, what we've been up to, how quarantine has been for everybody, and then we get into some of the stuff that we did with Forever Break, which if you haven't listened to, check it out. It's all about mindfulness. Which has been proven to become very handy current, given the current global uh, situation. So Yeah, so we are up in Inverness, Scotland right now, spending some time with Leanne's mom. It's good for her to see her family. Um, last time that we kind of did the quarantine update, we were unsure of what was going on. But yeah, we got over to the UK. We got the lovely Charlotte back to her homeland. Charlie and Corey are now official refugees in my homeland. Fleeing, fleeing the infested country of the United States, if you will. <laughs> but um, no, things are going well. We are excited and surprise, surprise, we just bought a van. Yes, so that's going to be some of our new episodes. We plan to do a huge road trip around Scotland, England, Ireland and Wales with our van, which we kept the name Denzel for the former owner. Denzel, if you're local. Denzel, if you're a local Scottish person, but Denzel for everyone else. And Denzel is pretty fly. He looked a bit rough to begin with, very Austin Power-ish. In the uh, works, guys, in the works. So stick with us. It's going to be a ton of fun, and we are really looking forward to starting this up again. So um, enjoy this interview, and we will talk to you again in a couple weeks. Hello, and welcome to the World Wanderers Podcast, your source for travel stories, travel destinations, and travel philosophy. I'm Amanda. I'm Ryan. And we're your hosts. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are excited to be chatting with Leanne and Corey from the Small Worlds podcast and from Forever Break, their new show as well. Yeah, and if these names sound familiar, it's probably because we were actually guests on the Small Worlds podcast back in the fall of 2019. We talked to Corey and Leanne for their show while we were actually in Guadalajara, Mexico, and then we actually put the audio out on our feed. So... It was really fun to flip the script here, interview Corey and Leanne. And on this episode, we really dove into their travel story, traveling together, how they met, what they've been up to over the last couple of months, where they were when the pandemic hit, what it was like going home, what it's what it's been like since they've been home, what's next for them, and so much more. So this is a really, really fun conversation. But before we get into that, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the World Wanders Insider. Yeah, the World Wanderers Insider is a show where we are diving in to the nitty gritty of creating your career online. So being nomads, we meet so many great people who are working and traveling and they might not be traveling at the current moment, but have found so many different interesting ways to create a career that allows them to have location flexibility. And we wanted to dive in and talk to them and share those episodes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what we really want to do with this podcast series is teach you the different ways that you can work online, essentially. So even though right now we can't really travel, there's lots of opportunities to be working online. So we talk to people who are doing things like YouTube, travel blogging, you know, various freelancing opportunities, freelance writing, teaching English, as well as we share a lot about what we have done to make money over the last couple of years. So when you think digital nomad, you might think a certain type of role or responsibility or way that you make money, but there's actually tons of different ways to do that. And that's what we're teaching you through the show. So if you are interested in making your money online, being able to work from anywhere in the world, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the world wanders and join us there. All right, now on to the interview with Corey and Leanne. Corey, Leanne, welcome to the podcast today. We're super excited to have you here with us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Good to be back with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And the last time we chatted was on, you had us on your show, the Small Worlds podcast, and we talked back in September of 2019. And I definitely want to hear everything that's happened in your world from September through till now. But maybe let's save that for a little bit. Let's let's back up a little bit so that people can get to know you guys a bit. Can you tell us your travel story and what first inspired you guys to travel? Um, mine dates back a ways to 2002. Um, I'd done a little bit of traveling, but just your typical little spring break in Mexico and stuff like that, nothing big. But then I uh, tried college, wasn't ready for college, caught wind of a guy that was older than me in high school who had said, gone over to um, Thailand for a month or so and had just an amazing time and met up with him at um, just some random gathering in my old hometown and heard his stories. So a friend of mine looked at each other and we just said, let's book tickets. So we did that and have saved up for that summer and then um, went over and did Southeast Asia for about three and a half months. And as you guys can imagine, I was just absolutely hooked. I, all I could think about was how am I going to travel again? Yes. And you did. Yeah. And uh, mine, mine's a little bit more recent. Um, I finished college in 2014 and Peter Pan style decided I wasn't ready to grow up. And fast forward six years later, here we are still not ready to grow up. So <laughs> there we go. Leanne's been a big proponent of the working holiday visas. Oh, nice. I feel like it's like you got to take advantage of that when you can, because I think at, what is it, 31 or 33, you can't get them anymore? Yeah, which I think is a bit a bit cruel, really. I mean, some people, like like in Corey's case, he traveled, then grew up for a little while and then was like, okay, well, I, I don't want to do this. And then... Now, uh, when, when I guess it was like 36, when he discovered that he on these working holiday visas and it was too late. So, um, but yeah, it's 31 and 35 in some countries as well. Yeah, what a cool way to be able to go experience these places. And like for her, it's just been like full integration into Australia and then Canadian, the economy, the society, just everything. Yeah. I think that's a really cool way to do it. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely like a, a a way to get to know a country that's very different from backpacking and just being there for a couple of days. And we actually haven't done a working holiday visa either. And as Canadians, we have lots of opportunities for that. And mm -hmm. there's still a couple of countries that I think we could probably do it in. We uh, are, are just in our early 30s. So we maybe we should take advantage of that. But yeah, I think Australia. Yeah, yeah. We found um, like living in countries kind of gives us the same thing since we work mm -hmm. online. But mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I'm curious about is where your travel journeys meet. Like where did you guys meet and where have you guys been traveling together over the last couple of years? 
Well, we actually met in your home country of Canada, beautiful, beautiful British Columbia. Um, I was in the middle of doing my Canadian visa or towards the end of it, actually, in Whistler. And um, Corey just strolled in and he was on holiday or vacation at the time. And he just came into my bar and yeah, I'd been working 18 days straight and none of my friends had a day off. And so him and his friends were like, come get drunk with us. So We'd had an amazing <laughs> morning of riding powder at Whistler and we're really vibing and feeling good. So I think that um, the energy surrounding the group of guys that I was with was fun. And Leanne didn't have any other tables. So she just sat there and chatted with us and we just kind of kept in touch and over the next few months just didn't really put any expectations on it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was kind of looking for an escape. That travel bug that I think we all have was just kind of getting louder and louder in my ear. And I finally just said, what do you think about maybe trying to save some money and going to India in like a few months? And um, she said, I was thinking of going down to Central or South America, but India's on my list too. So let's do it. So we took the risk and it's been pretty awesome ever since. It's been all right. <laughs> yeah, let's wait and see. Um, so you guys went to India without, like, you, you obviously knew each other, but you hadn't, like, spent a lot of time together before. So we did, like, the first, we met in the January, and we did about four months of long distance. And, you know, we we're just, like, keeping in contact. And then um, Corey was just like, okay, well, I can move up to Canada for a bit you know just on a tourist visa and like just hang out for a few months until my visa was finished um so we just did that we kind of like jumped the gun and just went straight from one end of the spectrum to the other like you know not seeing each other or barely knowing each other to moving in with each other how well the long distance <laughs> thing went definitely played into that because yeah. it was really smooth and we both just realized that we communicated really well and didn't like it wasn't like you're, I think I've done long distance before and it seems to like get into, and I'm guilty of it too, like just kind of nagging stuff of just like, well, I texted you, why'd you take an hour to answer? Mm. And just kind of just, just little BS stuff like that, that doesn't really matter in the long run, but we didn't have any of that. So I, I, I think we both saw that and said, okay, like, let's just, this yeah. seems like it might have a shot to, it's a big risk. I think most of my friends were like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, most of my friends are still like, <laughs> well, are, you, are you still with an American guy? <laughs> I just like to give people shit from America. <laughs> but yeah, we had a couple months up there, and then we set out on our trip, and um, and just kind of it, you know, it's it's been unique to spend this much time with somebody day in and day out, and uh, that's kind of one of the things with traveling is, um, I think I don't know if there's anybody else that I know that I would have been able to pull it off with, and that's people that I've known for years and years because, um, I don't know, it just kind of happens like that. So I. Yeah, it's been a great seven months, and we're um, when, when we had to cut our trip short, we came back and have been spending the time with my family, which has been really nice to help them through this whole pandemic. Yeah, we always talked about how for us, I feel like traveling is something that really brought us together because you go mm -hmm. like just so far into the deep end. Like it's so easy, well, not easy, of course, but like when you're living your lives at home in kind of parallel, your lives actually don't you know, merge together too much. Like you share the same space maybe, um, but you yeah. go to work, work with different people. Maybe you spend a bit of time together in the evening um, and then some more time together on the weekend. But like how much time are you really spending together versus like you jump into this travel experience where you're 24 seven together. You have to learn how to, mm -hmm. you know, meet your own needs for independence w within that context. And then you're also thrown into all these crazy situations, which I imagine being in India would be like 
the peak of that in terms of like, you're going to find things that are going to stress you out and then you're going to have to deal with that in, in combination with a different person. It's very true. I mean, in any relationship I've been beforehand, how many times a few months into a relationship have you had to discuss your puking from both ends on a, on a, on a moving train <laughs> in the middle of the night, you know? So, yeah, so it definitely true. brings you together in different ways and you just have to kind of like just laugh about it, you know? <laughs> I, I'm curious too, like with you guys and doing it as much as you have, one of the things that we discovered was that obviously you need we need our alone time. We're both pretty extroverted overall, but we do have our introverted side. So if one of us just like woke up and we're like, I don't want to go sightseeing. I don't want to like, you know, months on end of travel, life gets a little bit normal and um, you've got to try and do that. So I'm curious if you guys have, I imagine that you don't beat each other up about that. Like, Hey, I'm just going to like have a day where I'm just going to like binge on Netflix. And if you want to go walk around, that's fine. But I just kind of need my alone time. Have you guys had that at all? Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, for us, we started traveling together when we were quite a bit younger. I mean, we were 22 and 21 on our first trip. And so that was something Ryan's a natural introvert and I'm a natural extrovert. So that was something that was, I guess, kind of like hard for me when we when we first traveled together. And at that point, you know, we had been dating for a little while at that point, but we were had been like living in houses with roommates and we'd never spent that much time together in that type of context. And we'd also never traveled that long before. So yeah, we definitely went through that learning. And I feel like now it's very like smooth. Like we, we just know each other so well. And yeah. I think both of us are pretty good at being like, I need you to not talk right now or yeah. I'm going to go in this space and I just need like time by myself and it's like yep cool it's not about the other person it's just yeah you know what we need in that moment and I think that stuff is so important I mean regardless if you're traveling with your family or a friend or a romantic partner I feel like you have to be able to have those types of conversations because otherwise you'll mm -hmm. just go crazy well that's it right even in like everyday life I find th those kind of skills or should I say desensitivity that is really helped in the travel respect I think that helps so much in every day as well like even in work and stuff if you're just saying hey I, you know just explain how you're feeling and it's very impersonal I think it just makes the world such a better place maybe this quarantine life for the last couple of months have given people a taste of it too that they might not have if they've never gone and done a long trip with their partner or something like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah I would imagine people i feel like you go through phases right of like spending so much time together where you're like maybe let's like let's get a cat let's have a baby like yeah <laughs> let's never talk to each other again <laughs> literally <laughs> and that's like before lunch <laughs> <laughs> yeah this first day one <laughs> yeah something that that i found and that i guess made me feel like a bit uncomfortable kind of early on as we were doing this was mm -hmm. like sometimes we would just sit down for dinner and we'd have like virtually nothing to say or we'd go for a walk and it just be totally silent and i was like oh it's like so weird that we've like run out of things to talk about like maybe that's a sign that this like isn't going to work out well and now i really look at that as like how amazing is it that we can just like go for a walk and not talk to each other just enjoy 100%. each other's company without having I, to speak. Amanda, i think that that is absolutely perfect way to describe it because so many times at dinner we'd just be staring across the table but it was like we just spent the entire day together like on our motorbike going and seeing things what else could we really talk about and not, like not beating yourself up about that? I think you can get really overly sensitive. So I think that that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, for sure. And so when did you guys head over to India? 
So um, when we, we left Canada in the August and then we hopped up to Alaska and then so September we went to Indonesia and then we did a month in Indonesia and then a month in Nepal and then we did a month in India. So it was in November. November or December? First My part of November really and then we left um, India for uh, after about six weeks and then we went to Sri Lanka for a month and then came back up and met another friend of ours. Um, the same guy that we were in Alaska with came and met us in India and we did the northern part of India. When we first got there, we got to Delhi and the pollution was, level was so high that anybody who had the means was leaving the city. Um, so we spent one night and then got on the next train down to Mumbai. Okay, gotcha. And so where, I guess, when did you guys first hear about coronavirus? Because I'm wondering if you would have heard about it more in like early 2020, being that you guys were in like sort of Central Asia. Yep. So I'm someone who's generally my whole adult life had their pulse on the news, probably to a fault of doing it a bit too much. He's a grown up. Yeah. He's a grown up. No, I, 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 I adult pretty well, but almost to a negative. But I um, so I I had this probably on my radar mid January, um, when we were going back from Sri Lanka into Delhi, um, just kind of not really taking any precautions, but I had heard of it. I knew that it was around, and um, was just getting more and more aware. And then obviously those last two weeks of January, um, especially in Asia, were pretty pretty chaotic. You know, honestly, so we were um, in Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam through from the beginning of February um, or end of January to the middle of beginning of March, so to the 9th of March. And um, honestly, it was everyone was wearing masks. Uh, when we were in Thailand, we got our temperatures taken when we were going on the islands. First weekend of February, we're going from yeah. Phuket to Kolanta on a ferry, and we stopped for like an hour or two at the PP Islands. And everyone getting off the ferry got a forehead temperature check. So we were, mm. that probably put an alarm in us much like a month or yeah. maybe even six weeks before, I think most people in Western countries. Because, yeah, because America, we know that how strict the borders are coming in anyway. So and I was like on, a, on an Esther visa coming here for some weddings. And um, we were just like, okay, well, this is a lot more serious than people are thinking. But we have to say that we're so impressed with how Asia handled it, um, in particular, like Vietnam. Everyone had hand sanitizer, you know, people, whatever shop we were going in, people were like, oh, make sure your hand sanitizer, be safe, wear a mask. And it didn't impact our experience. It actually probably made our experience a little bit better, actually, unfortunately. I don't want to say that, but all of the tourist sites were so quiet. And, um, you know, because all of the Chinese tourists weren't allowed in on the northern side of Vietnam because chi the Chinese borders were closed. So, um, you know, in a way, it was like really good for us. We got to see these really amazing sites that would usually be really, really busy with um, domestic tourists and they were just empty. And then, yeah, and people were just very safe um, when they were over there. And then we flew back into the States on the, we landed on the 10th of March. No one asked us a question. I didn't even get asked if I was in China, if where I had been. Literally the, the, the customs agent hit on me and that was it. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it was really, I, we were on the flight being like, okay, we're probably looking at a multiple hours in the custom line. I'm thinking like they're going to be taking 25, one in every four people coming off the flight and giving them random temperature checks and stuff. But it was honestly the fastest I've ever yeah. moved through customs. Yeah. It was crazy. 
Yeah, we actually, so we flew on the 16th of March, right? Or the 18th. the 18th. And it was interesting because I think a day or two before Canada had passed a new, um, with some new rules about quarantine. Um, and so they were going to be denying anyone with symptoms of coronavirus mm-hmm. access to Canada, which meant like... Even Canadian citizens. Yeah, so like anyone oh, entirely. Okay. And so we got all like freaked out because we're like, okay, well, we're flying from Panama where we're like all set up. We've got mm-hmm. a well-stocked apartment to Houston. And then Houston would be the place we would get denied entry onto our next flight. And then we'd be stuck in mm. like this, you know, city that's so far away yeah. from where we live, where we have no, um, nothing set up. And so we were like stressed about it and went through mm-hmm. U.S. customs like a breeze. Um, and then, yeah, we're kind of waiting around the airport waiting to see, because both, neither, uh, neither of us were sick, but we were both kind of wondering like, when you don't have a, you know, you're, you're not, we were like, I don't know what a normal temperature is. I don't know if I'm going to yeah. develop a fever. Like what if I just get a tickle in my throat at the wrong time? Not really knowing what, what it was going to be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then we, it happens and it's, it's like the most, uh, ticking a box check. It's like, Hey, are you guys sick right now? No, no fever. No. Okay, cool. Like get on board. And we're like, yeah, yeah well, that's nice for us. But I feel like it makes me think that we're just like so screwed when it comes to any of these procedures actually. Oh, completely. Like if you look at the state, like I'll use America as an example, just because we've been here. When you look at the state of the way the cases are rising and stuff, and then we look back to um, how little security and how little people seem to care coming in. We had friends who were entering at the end of March having the same experience as us. We're like, no wonder it's a mess right now. No wonder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's... (laughs) <laughs> it's scary yeah yeah something i'm kind of curious about just since you guys you know hold different passports and stuff is like mm-hmm. what that experience was was like for you as a couple because and one of the reasons i'm i'm curious is because i have a friend who she's australian and she's engaged to an american but she's like you know she was actually in the process of moving over to start her green card application and uh. they were supposed to be getting married just a small ceremony in the spring, which obviously they couldn't do, but she had actually been out of the country. So she had been uh, like out of Australia. So she'd been over Mm -hmm. in Bali when all of this was hitting. And then she went back to Australia, but she was worried because Australia like put in the 14 day quarantine, but Mm -hmm. she was able to just like cross through the airport and do it as transit and get over to the U S but that was right around the middle of March, like right as, you know, flights were getting canceled. She got like, I think on one of the last, you know, flights that was flying from Melbourne to LA at the time and was able to get over. But I just feel like as I was talking to her, I was like, man, it must be so stressful to deal with this. And then I actually have another friend who's Canadian, but her partner's Brazilian and she was down in, Brazil at the time and her family was like you need to come home that'll be the Mm -hmm. better move but now like the Canadian borders closed Uh, Brazilians aren't allowed in Mm -hmm. the U.S. right now Uh, she can't get into Brazil so it's like they actually can't meet up right now and I'm just curious for you guys being from different places kind of was there like stress around that like if it was gonna all go okay and if you'd be able to kind of stay physically together during this time I mean, that was the the biggest scare or the biggest stress was, okay, well, if we do have to split up, we don't know if it's going to be one month or six months or eight months. We have no idea. And I think we, if it was only for a month, we'd be like, okay, well, maybe we'd enjoy the time apart, you know, and, and then we'll have a break <laughs> and then we'll meet up again. But that was kind of the scare. And then on top of that, we had have the dog as well. So we had made some plans to go over to the UK for the summer 
then go over to Mexico for the fall and then go back to the UK for Christmas, which is going to be like the first Christmas my family has spent together in five years. So, um, yeah, so it was like kind of a big deal. And, you know, I never go home. And yeah, we were just like, okay, well, we're in the States now, but England's closed. The UK government were urging everyone to come home, but that's not really my home. So I was like, oh, should I stay here? Should we both go to the UK? And then they'd stopped accepting visitors and the American border was closed. But luckily I got a one month extension. Um, so it's called a satisfactory departure. So when our flight got canceled, you just have to call up the customs agents and say, hey, my flight got canceled. I can't get another one. And luckily they approved it. But there was definitely a lot of stress going into that phone call because if I hadn't have got my satisfactory departure, we wouldn't have known if Corey and the dog could get into the UK for another month, two months, three months. We just wouldn't have known at that time. So, yeah, it was a bit stressful. Yeah. But but we're very fortunate and we're very grateful for our situation and yeah we're, we're we're all good to go now i think it really depended on which um customs agent that we ended up talking to that day too because mm-hmm. leanne had called the day before and didn't have a good experience and that created 24 hours of stress and i just was going back and forth on if i should call on her behalf just because i think that i can talk to u.s customs a little bit more they, calmly they scare me and um <laughs> and fortunately the guy that i talked to was great I, it was like three days before our initial flight was supposed to leave. And I just said, Hey, that flight's canceled. We're scrambling to find something. But I saw that there's a 30 day satisfactory departure to extend our visa. This would be fantastic to help us out. And he was like, Oh, that's perfect. That sounds exactly what you guys need. Um, So we're good to go until I think the first week of July. And then we've got tickets um, Luckily the UK board is open to visitors um, in the last three weeks. So they said, as long as you have a private residence to quarantine at, which we do because we can stay with some of my family, um, then then him and the dog are allowed in. So, <laughs> Oh, nice. So you guys will be able to go over there like for yes. the summer and kind of do at least part of your plans. So we decided um, because we found out as well that we have to take the, the dog can usually ride in cabin, but we don't. But in the UK, they only let dogs fly in the cargo. So we want to try and alleviate the stress for her as well. So we're just going to go spend six months over there and try and wait this out, I guess, a little bit and go spend time with my family. And then in January, carry on with our plans if we can. Bonus is that I've never been to the UK. So I get just a whole new experience in six months of getting an inside track. Six months of rain. <laughs> Six months of rain. I love that. <laughs> July and August will be pretty nice, won't they? I mean, I like to think so. He, he's really uh, positive about it. But you know what? The whole climate change thing is is like working in England's favor. The rest of the world is getting destroyed, but England's becoming a tropical island these days. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no, it's a, a amazing part of the world. And you know what? I actually really don't like rain, but I find something very endearing about like. London a little bit rainy like I feel like yeah. it's how you see it in like movies and tv and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah so. it's, it's the novelty when you're not from there it's the novelty isn't it which I totally get and Leanne's yeah. brother's like you know her her last experience there is like six years ago I think that she's just in these six months there's a good chance that she's gonna come away from it being a little bit more pro UK <laughs> than she is now <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys are going to get to go over there. And I think it's great that you're planning, you know, six months over there. That's going to be a, a fun adventure for sure. We are super excited to announce a brand new partnership that we have, and that is with BetterHelp. 
Both of us over the past couple of years have gotten a lot of value out of working with professional counselors. But sometimes, whether you're at home and it's hard to find someone that's affordable and that you can really connect with, or especially when you're on the road, it can be hard to find that right person. And that's why we both really like BetterHelp. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. They are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Head on over to betterhelp.com forward slash world wanders. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P, and join the 500,000 people, us included, taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer for the World Wanderers listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash World Wanderers. And so, yeah, when we did, we did chat before, it was on your guys' show, Small World mm-hmm. Podcast. And so... What kind of inspired you guys to start podcasting and what was that process like of launching a podcast? Yeah, that's on me. I, um, I've been pretty advocate of podcasting for just listening in general for, I don't know, eight to nine years now. And I, I couldn't just leave. I'd been working the big grown up job for six or seven years and I just know me. And anytime I've gone and done a long multiple month traveling, I usually cut it shorter than I originally planned to go because I end up just getting getting bored and I need something to occupy my brain. So I try and figure out a project. So he needs a purpose. I do. I, I totally am. I was just like, I need, I'm going to need some sort of project and I've never like designed a website. I've never obviously done a podcast, but it just came to me one night when we were, when we decided to go to India, I was laying there and I couldn't sleep. And I was just like, I wonder if there's a podcast that's a travel blog type thing, but it's a podcast about somebody who's backpacked through India for three months. And I really searched hard. And at that time, I didn't seem to, I just didn't search the right spots, but I didn't find anything. So I just, that's what stemmed the idea. And then it just grew from there. And um, it really worked out well. And I, I always told Leanne, I was like, at the very worst thing is that we have this really cool thing to look back at that documented this trip. Um, let's not put any pressure on it. Let's just do it, put it out there. And if people listen, fantastic, but, uh, let's, let's more do it for us than anybody else. So that was the original idea. And then it's just kind of grown from there. We both seem to really like it. And I think the thing that we like the most about it is that we seem to learn so much, like mm-hmm. as I think it made us travel differently. We're taking notes. We're looking for different things that might be interesting to talk about. And I think we get a little bit deeper experience than we did in the past. Yeah, we definitely invest more more time, and yeah, I I've always thought we open up, kept our eyes open anyway. But when we started to actually actively make notes and think about different kinds of people, um, what they would enjoy, and I think that was just something that was like, oh, there's actually so much more than than we thought here. And yeah, it was just very eye opening. And it? as you guys know, because you were always wearing on it early, it is much more of a workload than I think people think. I think people think you just set up a microphone, hit record, talk for a while, and then upload it, and there it is for people. But <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that. You got to be a little bit more organized and, and put a lot of forethought into it. Yeah, definitely. It's it's not a an easy task, and I think anyone who creates content kind of knows that 
mm-hmm. you've got to put work into it. I mean, even at the minimum, there there needs to be some effort with it. But I love the fact that you guys started it as, you know, just kind of a passion project and something that you thought might be interesting and, and just really set out to have conversations you were interested in. And that's very much how we started The World Wanders too. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, if people ask us for advice on podcasting, which you know, they don't always do, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they're curious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we always say, I think we asked you. Okay. Okay. Maybe you guys asked us. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to come across like, Oh, everyone's just asking us for podcasting. (laughs) Um, because they're not, but when people do ask, like we are usually like, you know, do something that you feel excited about because that's going to translate to your listeners. Like when the passion kind of comes through, that's when people get excited about it. And we've mm-hmm. found like we've been through so many ups and downs with with our show and done so many different things. Like the moments where we've tried to do things in a way that we thought is what people might like is the moments when, you know, people don't seem to like that stuff. They seem to like yeah. when we just do our thing on the show. And we've always very much had the same approach. Like, if nobody ever listens and we never made a single dollar off of it, you know, we're still going to have these great conversations between ourselves and also, you know, really cool people like yourselves. And like, we've met so many people through the show, which I'm sure you can relate to that we mm-hmm. may have never otherwise met. So yeah, I love that. I love that you guys started it for that reason. Yeah. And even, um, so, cause our first show small worlds, which in, where we interviewed you that that was the passion project and then even from that we um we ended up starting our new show with the forever break podcast um which again we were interviewing someone we had a guest and then he was starting out this new uh, website and this new travel company and then we just kind of pitched to him hey like a view interested in having a podcast and then you know from this passion project we've now developed it into this in, into a job and hopefully a career so yeah it's been a really a really really cool journey yeah yeah that's awesome and so with the forever break podcast what's that show kind of going to focus on and be about so that's going to be a little bit i would say that we're if you the best way that i could describe it is that um small worlds is analog <laughs> and forever break is going to be our like dive into digital. It's just, we're going to increase, we're upping the production quality. We're investing in better microphones and just trying to take a little bit more care with our, um, how we record and the sound and everything like that. Um, outreach to different guests and then not just focus on travel. That was one of the things. So we had a whole season one set up, ready to go on Southeast Asia, Bali, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand had all the outlines written, um, guests lined up to interview, pandemic hits, and all of a sudden we've got a audible and just be like, and I'm wondering if you guys have had this kind of thought between yourselves of, should we be waving these travel destinations out in front of people that they can't necessarily go to right now? Is that the right way to do this at this point in time? And we decided not to. So we went to the guy that we're partnered with, um, whose name is Josh. And just kind of told him the concerns about that. And he completely agreed and was like, well, I always look at travel for forever break as being kind of the gateway drug. Let's, um, let's do this another way. And let's talk about like mindfulness, because that's another side of this that I want to that we want to talk to people about, we just want to get them to focus on overall just self improvement and well being. So we did an entire season on mindfulness. And I think we benefited a little bit from quarantine because we were able to get some guests on the show that we might not have otherwise, but it was six weeks of just absolute 
chaos of recording, interviewing, outlining, doing everything in post-production <laughs> and just we learned so much. And that was yeah. a big thing that we wanted to do is come from the position of we're not experts on this. We're not going to preach to people. We kind of want to be active um, audience members that are asking questions as we learn along the way. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the idea of talking about, you know, different topics that that certainly relate to travel and travel as a mm -hmm. lifestyle, but not necessarily destinations. And for sure, we can relate to that. I mean, I think that we've only put out maybe like three destination episodes over the last, I guess, how long have we been doing this thing now? Like since March, um, mm -hmm. two of them were Costa Rica and we just, you know, simply said like, you can't go right now, but hopefully this gives you a little bit break of a break from quarantine and, yeah. you know, hopefully you can plan your trip in the future. And then we did, we just put out our Columbia episode for Carnival a couple weeks ago and we figured, nice. you know, Carnival only happens once a year anyway. So if people were looking, they'd be looking ahead to February and, I mean, That's really, not... we have we have no idea if there's going to be a Carnival 2021. If I know mm -hmm. anything about Latin America, it's that they'll make that happen. But yeah, <laughs> I tend to agree yeah. with that. <laughs> but we don't really know. So yeah, it's it's definitely been it's definitely been interesting to kind of watch that, and it does feel weird to be like, hey, go to this place, do this thing, when it's like, well, no, we should actually all be in our houses right now, or we should actually yeah. all be at home, borders are closed, now is not the time to take adventure travel. Yeah. Um, but also knowing that at some point we will be able to travel again. Exactly, and it's like giving people um, who are fortunate enough to have that hope. Um, obviously, not everyone's in the same position, but it's also saying, "Hey, like there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be okay." And look ahead. Um, so I, I do like that's the other end of the sword, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, you don't want to dangle it, but it's also giving people something to look forward to. Especially so. when all the news that you're hearing nonstop on anything is all the same thing for months. Like it just is you know, it, it just got exhausting. So I think that the big thing was like, well, what would, what would we want to do right now? And it's like, well, we have the opportunity, a unique time to be able to spend a lot of time on ourselves and learning and growing and, and doing that type of thing. So maybe other people will gravitate towards that too. So let's try and put out some episodes that could do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And definitely have to check it out. I was just looking at the, the list of episodes as you guys were talking um, on Spotify mm -hmm. on the show. So I'm um, yeah. definitely really excited to check it out. Oh, thank you. Look at the epigenetics one. That one That's blew our mind. Yeah, I'm really interested in that topic just in general. So I'm I'm going to download that after we get off the call here. <laughs> yeah. See, that was something I'd never really, um, well, to be honest, the whole theme of this scene, this, uh, this uh, season, I don't really, I'm not like the least mindful person ever without meaning to be, <laughs> uh, like without meaning to be whatsoever. I actually told a friend of mine that I, that the new podcast was on mindfulness and she literally laughed and was like, you, no offense, but you. And I was like, well, actually, yeah, well, this is the whole point. You know, it, it's not just for a certain type of person. It's, it, it's definitely been an educational experience. And even people who may be listening and who are like, oh, well, that's not really my thing. I urge you to listen because it wasn't my thing either. And I've really enjoyed it. So <laughs> Yeah, I'd be curious to know, like, if you have any major takeaways from going through that season and doing all that learning as like, you know, a self-proclaimed unmindful person. Honestly, there's been time. So we've done a few interviews since um, we released it. And I've just sat back afterwards and I've been like, oh, my God, I don't even sound like like I sound so developed. <laughs> I think if you I think if you go through the 14 episodes of the season, like one thing that'll happen is you'll just 
the idea of mindfulness and just taking a moment to just pause and just think about things a little bit deeper and think about your decision making and, and step back away from whatever it is that's chaotic in your life right now. Mm-hmm. I think that those just kind of become a practice throughout it. And I know that it's something that I've thought of for quite a, a you know, at least four or five years. And But Leanne, like she said, hasn't, but she's just the word mindfulness comes up a little bit more. She'll just be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, what are we going to have for dinner? And she'll just like pause and think about it. And like, she'll just say it. Like I'm just being a little bit more mindful about what I'm eating or how I'm exercising. How how you're speaking to people and, you know, it's been more sensitive to people. I don't know. It's just, it's been really eye opening. There's been a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's like such an important kind of like mental tool to have in your toolbox to have this concept of like, Oh, like it's like something you can actively try to focus on being present versus I think most of us, I like, grew up with the idea of like, oh, I feel really scattered right now or I feel really like, mm-hmm. anxious right now. But like, when we're feeling kind of happy, we're still kind of oftentimes not really present with whatever is going on. So it's like really valuable to think about, oh, yeah. hey, like I should try to be present. I should try to be mindful. Yeah, especially in like today's world where, you know, so many people, especially during quarantine, are, you know, finding themselves suffering with mental illness or anxiety and maybe depression, stress. And even my brother, he listened to an episode and he suffers from some anxiety. And uh, he called me and was just like mind blown. It was the epigenetics episode and he was just mind blown. And he just said, wow, it's like a weight lifted off my shoulders to hear someone speak about this and you know we've got the experts and all of these episodes that are really educating us all and yeah it was just I think it's just so helpful in the in people's mental state and yeah super helpful too yeah that's amazing I'm really excited to listen and I'm curious you know what are what's kind of next for you guys in terms of your podcast your career the work that you're doing all of that good stuff so we're going to, we keep going back and forth on the small world stuff. We've been, we've, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break from it through June as we're kind of arranging what our first month or so is going to look like in the UK because we have to go there and quarantine for two weeks at her brother's house. And um, they, we were reading that they do spot checks, like the government will actually come around and make sure that we're there. And so, uh, you know, we've got to be tight on that. So we've just kind of going to give ourselves a little bit of a break. Right now, we're kind of in the promotional phase of this first season with Forever Break. And then I don't think we're necessarily going to dive into a destinational season yet. I think we're going to do another season on something, whether it's lifestyle related, whether it's um, some episodes on minimalism or educating people on um, you know, how the climate change is affecting things around the world and just different things that we're interested in that we want to be um, educated on that hopefully other people are as well. And um, but yeah, that's we're hoping to do four seasons by the end of the year. And I think probably by season three or four, we're going to circle back to that original one on Southeast Asia and then, and then go from there. If we get over to the UK and Europe this summer and things open up, we'll probably start trying to um, do a couple of um, seasons and episodes on some different places over there. Awesome. That sounds amazing. I'm excited to follow along and it's been really great getting to catch up with you guys. I'm so glad that you guys are safe and and well and all that good stuff and also excited about these new projects that you're working on. If people want to learn more about you guys, uh, listen to your shows, where can they go to find all of that? Yep. So on the internet, you just go to the website foreverbreak.com forward slash podcast. 
And we're also available if you just search Forever Break on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts. No, but we really appreciate you guys having us on yeah. and um, and great to catch up with you as well. What a what a unique time. I'm happy you guys are safe and sound yeah. and um, hopefully just plan on having a great summer up in Canada. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're We're counting on it. But yeah, it's crazy to think that we talked to you guys right as you were about to head out to Indonesia and we were like, you know, had just left Canada to be in Mexico. So it's pretty yeah. wild that we're both like back at home after all these travels and pandemic quarantine, all this stuff. I know, right? It just we makes really you are. wonder. Now that I'm thinking back to it, we are in the same house that we originally talked to you guys in. Oh yeah, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Weird small all world. the places. I know it's crazy. Yeah. But who knows where we'll be next time we have a catch up, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys. To find more information, relevant links, and photos talked about in this week's episode, check out theworldwanderers.com. If you have a question, comment, or feedback, send us an email at info at theworldwanderers.com. Join our community on Facebook at The World Wanders or on Twitter at worldwanders one As always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.